Bum, bum, shell, shell, bum, bum, shell, shell, bum, shell, bum, hard, bum, shell, bum, hard, bum, shell sucks, it's not very good, bum, shell sucks, it's not very good, ah, bum, shell. I think that kind of sums up bombshell just like the trailer summed up what we thought it was going to be an elevator ride that's uncomfortable and pretty much empty by the time it's done hello welcome to you can introduce introduce the show yeah Yeah. Welcome to She's an Actress, where we are finally finishing our Charlize Theron filmography with this tonal disaster that uh, Alice said made you angry in in the only message you sent about this film uh, before we, we recorded. Yeah, I hated this movie. This was awful. Yes. Um, I'm sorry I made us watch this. I'm genuinely sorry I made us watch this. Again, in my part, because I saw this in theaters, uh, and I paid money for this, and then I watched it again now. And I was curious to see if there would be any sort of reassessment on my part. Uh, and it's fucking weird. This movie's weird as fuck. I don't know what they were going yeah. for in this at all i mean i i think okay i have a theory which is that this is meant to be biting satire that is making fun of the people who work for fox as hypocrites for pushing this sort of like cultural agenda and political agenda on america by a bunch of like you know latte sipping liberals who can't stand the idea of it but in order to do that, they have to make Fox News seem interesting and cool so that when it all blows up, like it all blows up. And then somehow Megyn Kelly is the is the moral superior person in this, which don't get me wrong. Um, I don't like Megyn Kelly. And I, and, and I, I also recognize that I, she was one of the many women who were abused here. And I don't want to make light of the fact that there were women being abused here because I think that situation is awful. But. This movie had nothing to say about it. No, it had nothing to say. It was just like, here's a series of events that happened. Ain't that awful? But also, these people yeah. are kind of awful too, aren't they? And it's it, it just... I think this is one of the first movies I watched where I was like, I have seen so many articles about this. I remember a lot of this coming out that it was just like, yeah, I feel like I know more about this than this movie is telling me in these moments like i didn't learn anything new and the composite characters that we have inserted to sort of be our catch-all for these lower level people affected don't have any points of view that are anything uh, that, that help with the attempt at satire whatsoever right yeah um so let's let's talk about it um this movie has um charlize theron playing megan kelly it has Nicole Kidman playing Gretchen Carlson. 
um and then it has uh, uh it has um margot robbie playing a composite producer who works with bill o'reilly at fox news in 2016 during the 2016 election shortly before the um shortly before the lawsuit filed by gretchen in the in the in real life against roger ailes comes to light which spurs an investigation at Fox News and eventually leads to the Murdoch family firing Roger Ailes from Fox News and then eventually Bill O'Reilly as well. Yes, and um, this, of course, was all playing out under the backdrop of the 2016 presidential campaign, Donald Trump and the Republican National Convention. uh, And Mm -hmm. uh, with all of that being interspersed within this, uh, this film came out in 2019, a mere three years after the events of this film took place, um, and so it was. It was very much a fresh, you know, story in terms of just what was being done. But like by the end of 2019, so many other fucking crazy things about Trump and all of those things came out that it almost was like a bit of a remember very thing where it's like, hey, remember when he did this awful thing? Like, yes, we know these awful things happened. Like so much other awful shit is going down all the time now too, that uh, it it really just sort of, and especially just the movement of some of the central figures in this, Megyn Kelly's, you know, doubling down of uh, terrible opinions and talking Mm -hmm. points in real life paints this her, 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 her trying her trying to go to NBC News for like 20 minutes and then not being able to to stop herself from saying some terrible shit and then ending up on Sirius XM. Yeah, so it, it's it is one of those things where it totally it's hard for this film because it is about a bad person doing bad things to people who did not deserve it. And it's about people who work in an environment where this where bad uh, behavior is more or less protected and condoned and rewarded. and rewarded. And it's also about a political movement that did not care about these things as a countercultural movement to the rise of people caring about these things, which was also used as a match deflection against um, Donald Trump and his own accusations of sexual assault that is the the uh, inciting incident within this film, the report that Megyn Kelly does on the comments of his first wife, Ivana, in their divorce trial, where, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, she right. claimed that he raped him. And he said, I didn't rape her. And also, you can't rape your spouse, you know, so it wouldn't have been rape anyways, you know, sort of thing, which is basically like dissectile yeah. admission of sexual assault at the point where it was just broadcast it was all out there and no one gave a shit for the people who voted him anyways you know so it's one of and it's this and and but and by asking the question at the debate it incited a bunch of blowback against megan kelly specifically and not against trump yes exactly it, it is the the blowback that these women received um one of the other central figures in this is gretchen carlson um, who was the first person to come out against Roger Ailes, um, who really this film is about in his specific um, lawsuits against him, his behavior, um, since he was the uh, CEO of Fox News at the time and was the person who was driving this cultural behavior and input within the office and output within the broadcasting that they were doing, played by John Lithgow in a Pizza the Hut costume. It was... It yeah. was uncanny valley to the extreme which is where a lot of this film goes 
Yeah, I hated the voice that Charlize was doing in this movie. We should talk about Charlize because that's the point of this podcast. She was also a producer on this movie. It was very important for her to get this movie made. Um, people had been circling it, but then she um, she stuck her hand up saying she wanted it. And then also she was going to play Megan Kelly. And so then that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. She got this specific makeup artist, this, this very famous makeup artist out of retirement to do the prosthetics for her face. So that she could look more me- like Megan Kelly, the voice. I didn't like, she was doing the, she was doing that like kind of Husky sort of lower alto voice that Megan Kelly has, but it didn't sound like Megan Kelly. It didn't really sound like anything. Yeah. It, this is the film where everyone is taking swings. Like the commitment within everyone in the film is there, but it misses the mark in terms of, okay. So we have to talk about something that in terms of talking about the cast of this film, we can go to, so we got Charlize Theron, Megan Kelly. We've got Nicole Kevin Gretchen Carlson. Margot Robbie plays our composite character. We mentioned John Lithgow plays Roger Ailes. Um, Kate McKinnon plays again, the character that doesn't exist. The lesbian at Fox news. Um, Connie Britton play who also works on Bill O'Reilly yes. show. Yeah. So, um, uh, and Kate McKinnon obviously coming hot off of SNL. And so casting her. Okay. Then you also have like people like Allison Janney, Rob Delaney, um, Mark Duplass, Richard Kind, Stephen Root. Mark du- why is Mark Duplass in everything? Hot why is, why, right? why do we keep, why does everything we watch have Mark Duplass? In it? Um, Holland Taylor, um, p- people who are from comedy in the background, you have Mark Evan Jackson, you have, uh, Darcy Carden, uh, you have PJ Byrne, you have all of these comedy people that are mixed in with this cast. It's, it's like, they're trying to do the, the thing with the informant where Steven, um, Sodenberg cast a bunch of comedy legends within these serious straight laced roles as like bureaucrats within the FBI and investigation mm-hmm. agencies. And they're trying to do that here. Right. And, but they're all, but they're all, but they're all like dressed up in like Fox news drag so that they can make fun of these people. Yes. It's like, it's like they can all like smirk. They can all smirk behind the scenes. It's like, it's like the Carol Burnett show where they can't do the show without cracking up. Basically. Like you, you, you imagine them thinking this is so like funny and ridiculous that they're doing. Yes. This. That's the, they're really sticking it to That's them. the thing that confuses me so much about this film is the, the, the moments where we are dealing with sexual harassment sexual assault and and everything that is in that realm that is serious and this film is trying to have an important you know message to say obviously the message that i'm assuming must have attacked charlie's theron and why then because it was so ridiculous that fox news was acting surprised by this but it's like oh the, I apologize for asking the question of what was funny about Young Adult. You know, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll go on the record on this, you know, and say, I love Young Adult. I watched it again. I get it now. Like, I apologize. We fucking got her. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we did. Got did her. Not on Tully. But I apologize, like, to I'll, the fact, like, this it. is satire. That means, because you're right. It is smirking the entire time. That's That was what I was trying to fucking figure out that you've unlocked. It's just the coyness of being uh-huh. like, we know we're on the right side and these people weren't. So it's like, are you telling me these people deserved it? But you're giving them all the serious space when the women are actually talking about these issues. So you're not like joking about these issues. Well, I think, I think, I think the thinking there is that the, the trad, the, the the trauma that cut that, that happens to these, these women like rises above and should be taken seriously. And in that, and like in that way, I agree with the movie. And I will say like, 
I think the scene that I saw get talked about a lot in reviews and things, which was probably the most moving scene in the movie, is the one where um, Margot Robbie is is auditioning for Roger Ailes, and in the course of it, is is going from just thinking she has she's really hopeful to to being assaulted, um, like not not directly but indirectly, and then and then and then it's implied that it's direct after that, and like that portion of the movie was well acted, but it doesn't like the rest of the movie doesn't deserve that. Well, and the, at and all. the rest of the movie isn't even trying to go on that level. Like there's, I mean, right. literally they turn to the camera at points just to like punctuate sometimes to be like, Hey, you, you get what we're saying? Hey. Yeah. It's so, it's so like self-satisfying and smug. It's fucking awful. I, I want to say like the, the, the first part of this movie where we're, we're, we're meeting the people who work with Megan Kelly, we're kind of getting the like lay of the land in the office. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, of shows like Veep or shows um, where all the characters are like sniping at one another all the time. But, and like, I love that stuff. I, you know, don't get me wrong. Working in toxic environments is fucking awful, but there's a, some, there's a, there's a, there's a terrible part of me that wants to work in that kind of environment where I'm like, saying the worst thing possible about everyone I work with all the time. And they're saying the same about me. And that's just how we communicate. That's that's our love language or whatever. Um, this is the weakest version of this I've ever seen in my life. This, this, the, the dialogue that these people are saying is not witty or smart. No. The last three things that someone posted on 4chan have infinitely more wisdom and humor than anything in this fucking movie. And if, if people think this is biting satire, this is why this whole fucking country is doomed and why Donald Trump's going to get elected again. Is this shit? It, well, it was so like people were just saying the most obvious things and it's it's like okay, is it meant to be ironic because we know better and these characters don't? So are we on the dramatic it's, irony? It's on not the even outside? a good version of no, that. It's not, if no, I wanted a good version of that, I would listen to fucking Bo Burnham's first album. Like at least then he's saying he's saying faggot and other stuff when like you know these people are doing these things and and uh, there's no teeth. They, like it wants to be smart, but there was no teeth at all. And it's it is so it's so one of the things that I was watching this. And I'm I am not shocked by, it, but also shocked as I was watching this and being like, is this trying to be the Big Short? Like it feels like it's trying to be a watered down knockoff version of the Big Short. And then I looked it up; it was yeah. written by the guy who wrote the Big Short. And so it is mm-hmm. just like it, it is it's he it's the same person. So I was just shocked at the like complete downgrade in quality because like mm-hmm. i i don't love the big short but i think it does a lot of things very well and told a lot of aspects of a story that is very complicated and really did need to be broken mm-hmm. down in a lot of simplistic and sometimes straightforward things that this story doesn't yeah. have that level of complexity like it, it's yeah. it, especially in a i just think post-information uh, social media era this stuff again was just around it was just stuff we were reading because mm-hmm. everyone just like couldn't like get away from the media reporting every little thing that Trump did, you know, whether it be a big scandal or not. And so therefore, it, this stuff was just like, I don't know, it just, you're right, it, there was nothing for it else to say because it had already been said already. And it's it's not... Well, funny and, at that and point. but but and the and the people who are writing it don't actually understand what's funny or what's interesting about all of these things. Like you take someone like Armando Iannucci who could do this. Like if he had written the script for this, I think this movie could have been a lot better and a lot more interesting. I think there's a version of this that does work, but it's not this. And like the fact that there are so many like I guess like named actors, you know, like non-character actors in this movie who show up and are doing bit parts and stuff. It all just feels like it's like. 
it's like the semi-serious version of Don't Look Up, the the yeah, Adam yeah. McKay movie from a couple of years ago. But even like even worse because they're trying to tell a serious message there, whereas there there the message is you know the planet's fucked or whatever. Here it's like yes, women get assaulted and and abused in the workplace, even women. Even in 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 it's and it's bad. Even when it's it happening to quote bad people unquote. Yeah, and that yeah, and it 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 doesn't try to say anything to like say liberals where it's like hey liberals you know you are laughing at these Fox News people but oh my god have you ever actually stopped to think about what happened to them? It's not really trying to say that. It's not going to conservatives who wouldn't be the audience and listen to this anyways and being like, hey, conservatives, did you realize this was going on in New York company? But it's being presented as like, these are just the series of events that they happened in a chronological order in case you didn't know. And our opinion on it is, you know, sexual assault, yeah, sexual assault and sexual harassment is equal bad and Fox News people equal bad. But in this moment, they good. These women good. And you're like, okay. So what? What am I supposed to care about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I really hated this movie. I really hated this movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, the weird thing is when I was rewatching it, there were moments where I was like, I should be liking this. There's part of this that I should be liking in the sense of it does have things going for the conceit. Um, but... It, it either needed to be vicious in how these people are right. going after each other. Because they, they, they tease around the edges of it. Because they basically say, mm-hmm. oh, there's a vicious competition between, like, Gretchen Carlson teams no, and Bill O'Reilly's team. is not vicious. No, what is not vicious at all. You know, they're like, oh, but... Like, a fucking Housewives episode is more vicious than Right? And shit. so they were like, you know, oh, my God. Like, the competition is brutal. And, like, the people are trying to snatch it out. And, you know, uh, there's a moment where Margot Robbie's character brings up, like, well, sh- uh, I heard on Rush Limbaugh this morning this thing. And they're like, oh, Rush Limbaugh. He's with, you know, that's part of Hannity's crew in certain circles. So you don't want to bring Bill anything from these. But it's just all just said. And it's partly because they don't want to feature these real life people all that much, except for Megan Kelly and Gretchen Carlson, because it's almost well, like and, and, been... and Kate McKinnon. Like they yeah. they made up the characters that have to navigate this world so that they could they could you know make them seem more reasonable in comparison to the people that we all know are 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 you know awful in in, in real yeah, life. Yeah, and, and they're just like. It, all of these, the, the the Fox News people that we know of that might actually be interesting parts of the story pop in like their SNL cameos, like that we're in the middle of a sketch and all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, look, we have our Bill O'Reilly here. Hey, Bill O'Reilly. And like, you know, we're going to shoot him from far away so you don't notice how much makeup yeah, is yeah, on he, them. Yeah, yeah, Geraldo, Neil Cavuto, G- Janine Piero per- yeah. per- per- or whatever fucking You know, oh, we're yeah. going to have them pop in, you know, for a few months. You know, Kimberly uh, Gia Fo- Foyle, you know, uh, they're... Yeah. We're going to have her just pop in and do a little bit here. And they all have like bits. And like, the, and, and that, the reason I say SNL sketch moments is that those are the moments that seemed like they were trying to be funny. Like there was just a, mm-hmm. a tone of ha ha ha. These like, aren't these like Fox news anchors, cartoonish and ridiculous, but we're just seeing them right. behind the scenes doing normal shit. And they're acting just like yeah. normal and boring, except for a few moments where the, during the right. rally around Roger scene, you know, which even that isn't played that crazy over the top of like, 
oh, isn't it ridiculous that all these people are like lining up for Roger or whatever? It just never has that. That was such a fucking tonal mismatch of 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 like it was it just it just was bad. It just it just wasn't it wasn't accomplishing anything that I think it was setting out to accomplish. And I'm not even sure that I'm, I know what it was setting out to accomplish necessarily. I think the simplest version of it it failed to do. Yeah. It it, it yes. <sighs> I. I took a screenshot uh, or I took a photo of of when Kate McKinnon is talking to Margot Robbie when they go out to dinner. This is this is before, you know, it's it's re- you know, it's revealed that Kate McKinnon is playing a lesbian goddamn, but like fucking she says that um she says that she's she's talking about she's talking about liberals and she she says these she, she says like I am a Jesus hating trans loving Clinton controlled Armageddon baby. And like that is the weakest fucking version. That is like if you ask ChatGPT to write you an insult, and like I don't know, it's it's so fucking toothless. And it's, I just it just made me it just made me so angry. It because here's the thing is, it is introduced like so. Let's go through Margot Robbie's journey because that's sort of she's supposed to be a bit of our anchor character, it, and. This film treats the three women involved, including on the poster, in the trailer, everything, that it's like, oh, an mm-hmm. ensemble between Megan Kelly, um, Gretchen Carlson, and Margot Robbie's composite character, uh, Kayla. And mm-hmm. it really mostly focuses on Megan Kelly and their reaction. Gretchen Carlson is sort of the B, and Margot Robbie is sort of the, the go-between between the A and the B. Because her storyline is she arrives at Fox News... Uh, as a, uh, you know, front or a entry level position, a researcher on Bill mm-hmm. uh, or on Gretchen Carlson's show. Show she's interviewing to get on Bill's show and basically gets caught in the in the mix of trying to audition to Roger to be one of the gals, and it's known that you have to go past Roger to get on air. Uh, and they're, they they joke around the office about the things you have to do, how you have to wear, you know, these kinds of clothes or do these kinds of things. But there's also a, a, an air of it being treated as if it's not real. And, of course, we as the audience know all these things happened. But uh, she basically goes through and is then horrified to find out that, yes, it's all real. She is subjected to it herself. And this – before all this happens – Well, so she gets – Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hold on. So <laughs> – we should talk about how she's interviewing for the role on Bill O'Reilly's show and the producer, the producer who's interviewing her tries to get her to do a sexual favor. Yes. It starts as soon as she gets in the interview process where he closes the windows uh, within the room and then, yeah, starts. uh, I don't even remember what he says, um, but he starts propositioning her. And then even that moment at the very end, it, it shows the graphic of who it was. Um, and I believe that was Bill Shine, who is one of the people that was uh, forced out, if I recall correctly, um, because yeah. of his yeah. uh, harassment from Fox News. Mm-hmm. And so it's supposed to be like a reveal right. afterwards being like, oh, my God, like he was the interviewer mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, but again, that impact isn't there until... It's like, oh, okay, just a, a random person is harassing her. Oh, it's this person. So then it it's sort of like it's trying to set up the fact that, oh, this is happening at every level. But we already sort of assume that's happening at every level with all of the comments and all of the attitudes that every other character has 
around here. So her experience of it isn't bringing anything new to the table from that moment. She gets her moment that could be interesting when, as you just talked about, she meets a Kate McKinnon's character. They hit it off. They very quickly, like, go to her, like, just get seduced and... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. They... Margot's... Kayla proposes a story you you mentioned earlier it gets shot down immediately and made fun of she goes to the bathroom is crying kate comes to console her they go out for drinks and then and then they end up back at kate's apartment. yes and at, and then that is to just service and I, I, again is this supposed to be funny that kate mccann's character is the parody of a feminist clinton supporting liberal person and she's like i'm a secret clinton yes. supporter like the, like literally doing a beat for beat joke of I'm a secret lesbian, but it's not the lesbian part. That's the secret part. It's the more of a secret that she's a. Well, it is part. also the lesbian part is it's also a secret, secret, but yeah. it's, but it, that's not the reveal. The reveal is that she's a Clinton supporter, and so like yeah, it's a double secret of I can't be known as like a lesbian fox. And then that character wines, and I'm sorry for using the word wines, but it's basically like, and now that I work at Fox News, no one else will hire me because I have Fox News on my resume, and woe is me. I'm a lesbian stuck at Fox News because I applied and went and got hired at Fox News, and they, they just said that Fox would be the only one that would take her kind of thing, which is like, okay. But it mm-hmm. was just like a weird thing where it's like, okay, is this a trope of a person like that I'm supposed to now sympathize with them too? the like liberals that are stuck in these conservative environments and whether how they choose to, where they choose to. And it felt like an inside baseball thing where it's like, well, I guess these people have to exist, but like, I'm not in that world where I, I like, I don't sympathize with that aspect so, of her character either in terms of a satirical being like, let's take that on. I can talk. I can talk to this actually. So I work in. I work. I work at a video game studio. I work in technology. I've had jobs at tech companies. Tech companies tend to skew, at least at the level I work, where it's like I'm. I'm on a team, like a product team with engineers and producers and things. Those teams tend to skew more left. They tend to skew more leftist or Democrats working on those teams. And there's a there's a belief that like there's this, this stereotype that you know. All the tech companies are very left leaning. They're all they're, they all support Democrats. They're all very progressive. Like the people who work at these companies are very progressive. And inside the company, there is an aspect of if you work here, you probably agree with all of these things. And so you are for gay pride. You are for um, you know women's rights and abortion rights and all this stuff. And the truth is. Not everyone is. There are lots. I would say probably a third, if not more, of the people who who work at these companies are secret conservatives or or further to the to the right, or even centrists who don't feel comfortable speaking up in these situations because because they're because the moral like the the moral superiority of their smarmy coworkers is just constant and they have and they feel like they have to hide. So like that is a real thing, but. You have to you have to choose where you you make a choice with where you work and you make a choice you make a choice to accept certain things in order to you know be employed or do the thing you want to do like I had a job where I was one of two people who worked in a in a medical testing lab it was like a it was a it was I worked at, Gen, at General Electric they we made the the monitors and the devices that monitor health in hospitals for patients and um I and one other person in the lab were secretly democrats and everyone else was openly republican and this was during 2004 when um 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 Bush v Kerry was happening 
and like the two of us would like huddle and talk about like oh did you watch the dnc last night or whatever did you did you do this and it's like yeah that exists but it's like whatever you are still making like that is different from you making a choice to work at a place that is pushing these values. There is a difference there. And doesn't add if your thesis is about sexual harassment in the workplace. It doesn't add any layers to that, except for, are you just Mm -hmm. saying that, oh, liberal women can, you know, prop this up too? Because there is, there is satire to be done about white, but you know, fake progressive white liberal women. Oh, like yeah. there is an element that's there. There, yes, and 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 supposedly feminist <sighs> men who then are revealed as abusers. Yes, like that. Like too. that could be a like, part like of this. Matt Lauer, Dan Harmon's of the world. Exactly. Yeah. Like there is satire that can be done there. I think that the part of the satire that's missing is the contrition that comes with the hypocrisy because the thing is is that no one at fox news still gives a fuck about this stuff like legally they kind of do now but like the culture in terms of what they were producing in in their content and what they were trying to push and all of the garbage from the cultural story like war things that they push hasn't changed so there isn't really like an, an element where if we take a stab at them it's gonna wound them they're just gonna be like well who gives a fuck conservatives are just gonna be like who gives a fuck That's that's why this message just comes out as so weak because it's sort of like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I got this. Well, right. And and they were all they were also trying to to make a point with Margot Robbie's character where she is she is a true believer. Her parents watch Fox. Yes. Her parents her parents are there are hardcore conservatives. They go to church, all of those things. At, At one point in the movie, they they put the wrong picture of someone on on screen and it's the guy from the Eagles and he's like how did you not know it was Don Henley from the Eagles and she said because I don't listen to secular music and everyone looks at her like she's fucking crazy everyone treats her like she's a fucking rube for actually buying into the Kool Aid that they're selling right like and I think the that plus the Kate McKinnon character was also trying to say no one at Fox News actually believes these things and and we know that and so and it's like that's that's but like whether or not they believe it is beside the point. And and they weren't like actually making a coherent point by trying to point that out. Like that is so true. And also I can speak to that from experience because when I was a young true believer and I was working in environments and went to go work on focus on the family, most of the individuals that worked there probably were like not nearly as uh, uh, rhetorically virulent as the leaders of those places were. And a lot of them were very cool. And like, the department that I worked in worked with a lot of Hollywood people. So we're really more, more progressive for conservative people. Like we're clearly still conservative people, but would like be people who would not support Trump kind of individuals because there just was like an empathy and stuff that was in there. But like still now I would mm-hmm. not think are like the most immersion kind of people, but even their variation you get within there of like an organization, they think that everyone would be a true believer. You met so many people who are being like, yeah, they didn't, it's just a job and they don't really like, aren't really buying into as much of the quote crazy element as mm-hmm. possible. But when the people on top, people like Roger Ailes are the ones that are projecting this, you're still pushing the machinery that is generating all of this garbage and this output. It was so, mm-hmm. it was so hard. It's like, if this was about a different work environment or like a different situation and this acting and this level of like attention to some of the details and like plot beats were there, I think this movie would be better and I'd like about it. But you it just is so fucking weird that it's about the Fox News people and they're the heroes. Mm-hmm. We just have to call it out directly. It is weird that the Fox News anchors are the heroes of this story. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And and I think I think that again, I I get the sense that they thought they were be they were they were trying to be clever in saying like we're going to make these people that we know you hate seem relatable. And 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 then thus prove how serious the issue is of sexual assault. And it's like, no, you guys could have just, you could have done it some other way. Like, you don't have to, like you said earlier, no one who watches Fox News is going to watch this yes. movie unless it's out of like a sick level of hate. And maybe they liked it. I, I, if the movie was meant to appeal to me, someone who doesn't hold the conservative views, like it failed and it was always going to fail. Do you know, I think... I, I, just to take a stab at what maybe could have improved this, if I were, if I were to like to take a pass, because I don't, I think if this had been wiped of the specifics of Fox News, and had just been about, um, well, let's just say you know to use the morning show Eagle News, and it was like a fictional conservative environment that had a similar situation go down, so that you could really make the stabbing jokes you want to make, and not worry about. Is this individual going to sue? Are we going to actually? What's the what's the real life consequences for these things going to be? Like an Armando Nucci Veep type of thing that they could do is because they weren't actually portraying any real people. Could just make jokes that get right to the heart and are cruel and are harsh and like really show how nasty these people are. Even though sometimes they do do good things, like the sometimes the malintent that's behind it and not saying that Gretchen Carlson or Megan Kelly had malintent behind the sexual harassment things in this case, but you know, the cynicalness of just what runs an organization like this, but because it is just that, yeah, it doesn't work. It don't work. Movie don't work. This is really a bummer to go out on. I, we, we didn't talk about this in the last episode. Um, when I was doing research for Tully, I, I watched a bunch of the press interviews and the anecdote that Charlize kept bringing up was, Oh, I gained 50 pounds for this movie and I experienced clinical depression for the first time in my life. That is literally a thing she said she'd experienced depression because she gained 50 pounds and she ate too many processed foods and it made her sad. And I was just like, I look, I appreciate your work, but I don't know that I like you as a person anymore. This is fucking like, in, if you think this is relatable, this is not relatable. Um, and that plus this is such a weird note for this series to mm -hmm. go out on. Cause I feel bad. Cause it's like, I really, I really like Charlize as an actress again. I don't think I, I don't think I, I, you know, and, and, you know, it's parasocially, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't get attached to these people, but we do like, I'm pretty disappointed in both the, the press for Tully and then this, and then her choosing to make yeah. this. It, this. There's a reason that I think that's the reason that, a, a, I kind of talked about maybe ending with the long shot, even though it was a movie that you and I had both seen, because I thought it, it was just had mm -hmm. a lot more interesting things to say about politics. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't agree. I think that. it had some more interesting things to say. Uh, it's a comedy. It's not like it's that interesting, but it's, it, it, it gets the message it's trying to make better than this does. It's yeah. not like it's not it, a yes. world important message, but it has like it, well, yes. it totally matches what it is trying to do. And it's very funny. Okay. You know, you, you are right. The 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 tonal message of um, Seth Rogen's character in Longshot is kind of a liberal blowhard, doesn't even realize that his best friend is a conservative and how like tone deaf he is about these things and showing him like ways than that that is inappropriate and bad and thus letting him learn. It is more effective in that. Yes. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yep. Even but then like fucking the fucking morning show is more effective than this fucking movie. And I hate the morning show. Uh, yeah. 
I, I'm, I, you know, but the, the, the thankfully, we're going to have a nice little bit of a breather and a reset. And we're going to use this movie as a linking chain to what may hopefully be a series that ends on a better, well, we know we'll end on, on a better note, but I think it's going to be a, another interesting journey as we move on to our next actress. Who is that going to be, Alice? Well, yeah. So on the next on the next series of She's an Actress, we're going to talk about the films of Margot Robbie. Yes, we are. Um, I'm very excited. We have, uh, again, nine films that we are going to be doing. Um, this is, I believe, largely a number of films that both of us have not seen um, in mm-hmm. this. Uh, I, I know that there is one film we have both seen uh, and technically have talked about, but we will use the excuse to talk about it again. We are going to end with Barbie, a, a full episode discussion on it. Uh, uh, not for a, not a hate watch. Uh, reason, well, yes, a love watch version of it. Um, but just obviously in terms of Margot's career and what we've watched and seen, um, mm-hmm. we are beginning with a pretty big film, just in terms of like, who who she's starring with? Who directed it? Yeah, everything that this was her, this was her American this was her American break. We're doing the Wolf of Wall Street, a yeah. film that much misinterpreted <laughs> by uh, some of the the finance pros who did it. And then we're going through an interesting mm-hmm. stretch. We got Suicide Squad after that. Not the Suicide Squad. That's, that's the original. With, that is the original with 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 Jared Leto's Joker. Yes, Missy's favorite course, character, the, the Joker. Joker um of the origin there and then a film that i love and adore i tanya film i saw in theaters twice um it's it is just so interesting it uh it is it, it is uh, a, a satire um about uh the media and things like that but um i just love margo's performance in it this was kind of the first big thing that i had gotten to see her in um and i was absolutely charmed mm-hmm. By her, and I thought she was really great. And then, yeah, I mean, I think I think what happened was between Wolf of Wall Street and then Suicide Squad. I mean, Suicide Squad is kind of a shit show, but I think for me, her playing Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad after playing sort of a sex pot in Wolf of Wall Street gave me a very negative, misogynistic attitude towards her and her career. In the same way that I think a lot of people felt, and again, I felt this way, I'm, I'll, I'll fully admit it, I felt this way about um, Gal Gadot when it got announced that she was going to be playing Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. It was like, why is this model who doesn't act? And like in the case of Margot Robbie, I did, I, you know, is not, I don't think Americans knew that she had a long acting career and was doing soap operas and stuff in Australia for years before Wolf of Wall Street. So it's not like she's just some hot girl who gets plucked up, you know, off the street in, 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 a, in a city or something or in a mall. Um, but then I think I, Tanya was really the start of, oh, Margot Robbie's actually a really good actor and is really smart and is doing nuanced things here. Yeah, and then the next film we have is where she sort of took a, a straight-up serious turn uh, in Mary, Queen of Scots, a film I wanted to see in theaters but just didn't, and I don't know why. So I really look forward to, like, watching this one and, and just sort of tackling it. Uh, next once upon a time in Hollywood, a film I have seen, and I honestly am not looking forward to revisiting. But for no more reason than I just found it really boring and sort of plotting. But I'll be curious to get your opinion on it, especially as a, as a Quentin Tarantino film. You know, we'll have to talk a little bit about just that his oeuvre and stuff like that. Yeah, I I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen. Uh, to be clear, I haven't seen 
any of these movies in like I've seen clips of Wolf of Wall Street. Um, and then I, th- I think I've seen clips of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I, I really pieced out of Tarantino after Inglorious Bastards. Mm. And so while this one, this one is the one I think of, of the movies he's made since then that I was the most interested in. I didn't, you know, I haven't seen it yet. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I am genuinely curious because I know she has a much, she has a fairly large role where she plays Shannon Tate in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's an interesting, you know, yeah. I, you know, I want to make more comments, but I don't want to spoil anything, even in the slightest, about her performance. So we will leave it at there. Mm-hmm. Birds of Prey. Yeah, and then the back. Oh, yeah, the the back half is um, Birds of Prey, which is another movie that I have wanted to watch, but I've never watched. Um, Amsterdam, yeah. um, which I watched on a plane without the sound on and had no idea what was happening <laughs> the entire time. Um, Babylon. Babylon, the movie. The movie, I believe, from last year, uh, from 2022, um, about the formation of Hollywood. And then ending on Barbie, 2023's Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Yes. Um, I, I, Amsterdam and Babylon are going to be an interesting sort of like, not, I don't want to say a double feature, but uh, I know both films that critically were very hit or miss. Um, Amsterdam, I think, more so than than Babylon. Um but I, uh, two performances that Babylon, I know she was praised for, despite people's overall opinion of the film. Uh, and I did not even realize she was in Amsterdam at all until this was put on the list. And so I'm just like, I truly want to know what's going on with that She's film. like the female lead of that movie, I think. I just, I don't even know. I thought Jennifer Lawrence was in that movie. I just don't, maybe it's just because it was a, uh, you know, David O. Russell film. My brain is just wiping it clean of of everyone that's yeah. that's cast in it. But um, I, I knew Amsterdam as the film where uh, Taylor Swift um, uh, is in it. Uh, and also that when I learned the historical events that it is based on, my jaw dropped because the trailers got nowhere near telling you that so now i'm infinitely more curious to to watch it at that point but i don't even want to spoil what the historical event is i I want you to go in blind and just be like oh this is what this movie is like okay i mean i i I did technically watch it on a plane i have very basically zero memory of it other than trying to understand what the fuck was going on and having no ability to discern you know it's uh, I, uh, it's not like the time that I watched The Artist on a plane and actually had a d- decently pleasant experience because it was made to be watched that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... I, I'm i trying to figure out, just eyeballing it, uh, I don't think there's going to be any films that make me quite nearly as passionate, we'll just say, <laughs> uh, upset uh, as some of the ones with Charlize because none of these that I can look on the surface of it are going to be going into any like super touchy topics that we've had to deal with in some of the Charlize stuff on there. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll cover moments of it in it, but it, it seems to be a lot more mainstream films that have, that have like burst in here. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, it's, it, it's going to be fun. Which one are you looking forward to the most? Hmm. Probably I, Tanya, because I haven't seen that. Um, I would also say Birds of Prey, just because I've heard it's, you know, it's fun. It's all women. That was, that was like, I, I didn't watch comic book movies. I literally, like, I saw, I saw 
Thor 2 in like 2013, 2014. And then I saw the Marvels like last month. Like, like, so it was literally 10 years between of not seeing comic book movies, basically. Um, but Birds of Prey was one of the few that I really strongly considered just because of the, I guess, you know, the, the, the girl power aspect of it. Yeah, that's probably the one I'm most intrigued because I think I know the least about it. Uh, I'm, I think I'm just most excited for Mary Queen of Scots, which sounds so lame. Like, but I just like a good historical drama. Um, and knowing uh, one of the actresses that we have coming up, yes, we're planning for even more after Margot. Uh, lady, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to. I don't look. We're, we're Missy's dropping his. We've had conversations, but things could change. Like you know. Maybe, maybe maybe we'll do a different format. Maybe we'll abandon this. Who knows? We will. I don't. Know. I'm just saying. If we if in future, I'm, I'm there's a really good historical drama that I'm threatening to put out there that I'm hoping uh, I'm going to get some nice uh, tones from this one here too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that'll wrap it up for Charlize. Any last thoughts on Charlize? Uh, no, I'm with you. Uh, I guess I didn't really get my Charlize thought wrap up. I think she's a very talented actress. Um, I didn't research her that much as a person, but yeah, um, I think she sometimes just doesn't pick the best, best films. And we saw a few of them in here. Um, but I also don't know artistically what she wants to achieve. I think that's the one thing that I, I haven't noticed from, from any of these things. There wasn't like a clear cut sort of statement or like connection that i could find in what she was trying to achieve with any of these things it just seems like she likes making movies which hey you know what good good for her do you want to pick favorites Ooh, we could um i don't think we need to rank them because there's like nine movies and that'll take yeah forever. and i think the ones that we that we were kind of hot on were pretty obvious um boy I think I'm I'm gonna have to with my reassessment go with Young Adult, the one that I'm most happy about watching after all of these. I think that one ended up being my favorite. Um, removing my already previous um, acknowledged love of Snow White and the Huntsman, although I like. Oh Atom- no, let's let's let's. But I liked also Atomic Blonde. Let's, let's, I think Atomic Blonde and Young Adult are the two. I- Cause I was gonna say, cause I've seen, I've seen many of these before. So, so why don't, why don't you just pick the one, pick the one that you like the most? That's, that's really it. Okay. The one that I like the most out of all these is Snow White and the Huntsman. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I think it's mine's a toss up between Young Adult and Tully. I, I, we don't have to talk about it, but um, I did love that movie. Um, I think I might actually give it to Tully at this point. It's probably recency bias, but yeah. Yeah. I, um, I will, my honor, but mention um young adult and atomic blonde and i was glad to have seen aeon flux but that movie ain't that great <laughs> yeah um but yeah okay so that'll do it for this final installment of the charlize theron edition of she's an actress Whoa! as we always say to end the show twilight watch this bombshell featured ashley green who played alice in the twilight movies also west wing we got some alice and janney yeah, but most, most, but Alice and Janney's in like everything. She's in Tanya. Also, why is Mark Duplass? Why is Mark Duplass in like why? everything we He's, watch? Why is Mark? Why Duplass? is the person who's literally white bread, sliced bread, like in this? Yes. Why is why is the human embodiment of a beige wall in this in every fucking movie? Why is this walking pair of khakis just on screen? Yeah, like, please. 
please just hire someone else. Like, hire Jay Duplass. I don't fucking Stop care. Stop trying to make Mark Duplass a thing. Yeah. Nobody wants to fuck Mark Duplass. <laughs> <laughs>